Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, my name is Earl, and I'm a recovering car dealer. I'm uh, doing this radio show now for 10-plus years. I want to tip you off a little bit because, you know, we have new folks tune in all the time. In fact, we have folks that tune in after right now podcast so good afternoon or good evening to you whenever you're watching the podcast but to you uh, live listeners that just joined us good morning uh, I say I'm a recovering car dealer my name is Earl uh, I've been in the automobile business since 1968 and uh, I kind of started out doing business the wrong way I kind of did business uh, as a car dealer the way most car dealers are doing business today uh, this is a show uh, to advise you and help you answer your questions, make that minefield that you have to negotiate whenever you buy or lease a car a little bit safer. Also, when it comes to repairing or maintaining your car. Uh, bottom line, we're going to tell you how not to get ripped off by your car dealer. Uh, I've got a lot of experience. I kind of look at myself as a jewel thief who was caught, convicted, and then released and put on the uh, uh, consult- consultation with the police um, I know how it was done. I used to do it myself, and then I changed <clears throat> for the better. And uh, I know all the tricks of the trade, and I'll share some of those with you. So you're telling us that you have some expert advice. Expert advice. <laughs> I'm only I, only because I've been around so long, dare I talk about it, because yes. the statute of limitations is up on most of the crimes I committed. I'm joking about that. <laughs> I'm joking. Crimes is a stretch. To my knowledge, I did not commit any crimes. I I certainly tested the ethical (laughs) limits, which all car dealers do today. Uh, Have you ever tried to buy a car at the advertised price? I would love to hear uh, this morning from anybody that saw a car advertisement by the manufacturer, by the way, or the car dealer, and actually went in to the car dealership and bought it for that price. For the penny. It's never happened. It'll Zero. never happen. It's never happened. Yeah. Uh, it should happen, <clears throat> but it doesn't happen. No. And we're going to tell you how you can make it happen uh, if you listen to this show. Same thing with repairs. How many times have you brought your car into a service department and paid what you thought you were going to have to pay to get your car back? I guarantee you that's never happened either. Exactly. <laughs> Even with a coupon. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that's not just dealer fees or... Um, sundry fees on the service oh, yeah. invoices that they come at you nine different ways and we're going to help you and by the way i uh, sometimes i forget to do this because we've been on the true oldie station for a while but i know a lot of you have just tuned in l- looking for 60s and 70s music and i'm not going to sing to you i have a terrible voice i love to sing by the way i was born in the 60s i yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh that's when i started the car business so when you were born. And by the way, that voice is my son, Stu, and the other voice was my wife, Nancy Stewart. Good and morning, the voice everyone. you haven't heard is Rick Kearney. Rick Kearney is a certified diagnostic master technician. And uh, he's uh, what some of you old guys out there and old gals would call a mechanic. Uh, the younger ones would call him a uh, auto technician. Grease monkey. And the millennials, the, called that, the youngsters, would call him an auto computer scientist. Yeah. And uh, You've been called a few things, haven't you? I've been called a lot <laughs> exactly. of things as a mechanic, yeah. And when but I'm recovering. He is recovering. Well, that's right. I forgot you were a little bit into the 
back in the day. Yeah. But yep. we uh, we know how it was done, Rick and I and Stu, even to some extent. Nancy. I think I, think I know how it Absolutely. was done. Absolutely. I'm, I'm I recall innocent. a few few mm-hmm. things. Uh, so if you feel nervous about uh, buying, leasing, maintaining, or repairing your car, you found us. Uh, Nancy will give this number out over and over again, <coughs> and I'm going to give it out for the first time, 877-960-9960. That's the number that we hope you will call us on. If you haven't got a question now or a comment, you will if you stay tuned. And we're on for two hours. I don't expect you to listen for two hours. I hope you do because at the last of the show, the last half hour, we do a mystery shopping report. And that is really something. I'll tell you that about that in just a second. I want to give that number out again so you could write it down. 877-960-9960. And you can text us. That's right. Texting is a lot easier. I love. I text all the time. I, it's much uh, less invasive. You don't have to interrupt a person's day by calling them on the phone. You text them. They get to the text whenever they want to. Now, if you text us at seven seven two, that's the area code seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero seven seven two four nine seven. 6530. We'll get to your text if you get it in in the next 15, 20 minutes. If you get it in in the uh, last part of the show, we might have to get it get to it next week. Or we can respond to your text uh, online and answer your question. And it's kind of more anonymous, too. So uh, and I want to say good morning to Tina. She's our first female caller, but she's a regular female caller. And we're going to get to her in just a couple of minutes as soon as I finish with this introduction. Uh, amazing woman from Bonita Springs who knows so much about cars. She could be part of the show. In fact, she I've invited her. Well, she is a part. Yeah. But I've invited her to be live and in color. And speaking of that, Facebook. We're streaming live on Facebook now. So if you're listening to us on a radio, you can whip out your smartphone or your PC, your Mac. After you pull over. After you pull over. Yeah. I mean, you're assuming yep. they're in their car. <laughs> Sorry. And you can stream us at facebook.com forward slash Earl Stewart on Cars. If you can't remember that, if you just go to earloncars.com, there's a link that takes you right there. Exactly. If you go to earloncars.com, you can find me everywhere. My blogs, uh, you can find me live Facebook, you can find my YouTubes, uh, uh, you can... Uh, what else can you do? You can read the, the archives. We have hundreds and hundreds of blogs going way back. Uh, everything about this show is on the uh, blog, Earl, Stewart, Earl on Cars, www.earloncars.com. And uh, what else am I? Oh, oh, the mystery shopping report. I just alluded to it. And before I, I talked to Tina... Uh, from Bendita Springs, I want to tell our newer listeners what the Mystery Shopping Report on is, is all about because it's extremely unique. Nobody does this. It's kind of like 60 Minutes. I mean, you remember the old 60 Minutes? Mike, nobody was ever better than Mike Wallace was in 60 Minutes when he would walk into a business with cameras and just to watch the people Look at the what how Mike Wallace just came in. Very informative. They knew why he was there. Yes. Well, this is what we do. We do a mystery shop, except we don't tell them then who we are. We tell them now who we are. We go into a car dealership somewhere in South Florida, and we pretend to buy or lease a car. We also pretend to maintain or repair a car. Don't do enough of those reports. We need to do some of those. But most of the time, we're in there pretending to buy a car, and uh, undercover. Uh, fake name, and uh, we go through the whole process. 
we report exactly what happened. Now, this is the unique part. Uh, we name names. We name the dealership. And by the way, back on EarlOnCars.com, www.EarlOnCars.com, we have an archive of our mystery shopping reports. So you can go there and pull up all of our mystery shopping reports. If you're thinking about buying a car from ABC dealership in Fort Lauderdale or West Palm Beach or Stewart or uh, Fort Pierce or wherever you live, See if the name of your dealership is on that mystery shopping report list. We have uh, we have the good dealers and the bad dealer list too. That's also everything. The whole treasure trove is on Earl Stewart, Earl and Cars. Yes. So the mystery shopping report. I, I like to brag about this. We've been on the air, and I see now we're talking as we came in to the studio this morning. How long have we been doing this? How many shows have we done? I'm thinking it's about 500 shows. About 14 years, 13, 14 years. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, we miss some. We take vacations. Yeah, we've had some repeats, but I, I guarantee you we've had over 500 shows, and and uh, we've had over 500 Mr. Shopping reports. So that is the highlight. We do that in the last half hour of the show. We're on 8 to 10. Now, let's talk to uh, Daisy. Yes, I'd like to say something before we go on. Uh, I want to remind everyone who's listening right now, we want to thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. You could do just about anything on a Saturday morning, and you choose to spend it with us. So from each and every one of us, we want to thank you. Uh, as a female advocate, I'd like to extend an invitation to the ladies. Uh, Earl has started a website. I guess it's been maybe a month or so now. And uh, to the ladies, youranonymousfeedback.com. Use it. Let your voice be heard. And let us know what we can do to improve the show for you, the female buyer, the woman who chooses to go into a dealership and purchase a vehicle, and she is they're, they're they're purchasing a lot of vehicles. Let us know how you were treated if you don't wish to give us a call or text us. Youranonymousfeedback.com. I would love to hear from you. Again, tell us how we can improve this platform for ladies. How we can, well, increase the number of ladies that call. We'd like to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, Give us a call this morning, if you wish, at 877-960-9960. And by the way, ladies, the first two new lady callers, you can win yourself $50. Yes, $50. If you'd like to text us, you can give us a text at 772-497-6530. And Earl has a great column this week, and it's uh, our lunch with Bob Woodward. And as Earl said earlier, you can go to EarlOnCars.com and be entertained for hours. There is so much information there. It will increase your buying power, your knowledge, all of it. So stay with us. We have a mystery shopping report to get to. And now we will go to our first caller, Tina from Bonita Springs. Good morning, Tina. We still got you there, Tina? Okay, Tina might have dropped off, and uh, those things happen, but she'll call back, and uh, we will hear from her, hopefully from some other female callers. Uh, 
we do really uh, uh, try to try to bring our callers to a 50-50. After all, uh, most of our or half the half the people that buy cars and maintain and repair the cars are female. And uh, while we're waiting for Tina to call back in, uh, I have a little victory dance I'd like to do because I was sued by a gentleman who tried to take me to court because I was trying to hire too many women. It was a male applicant for a sales job, and when I didn't hire him, he sued him, sued me for being uh, discriminatory against men. Well, we, uh, we were going to go to court in Tallahassee, actually, fly up on the 20th, and we won. His okay. lawyer refused to prosecute the case, and he dismissed it. And I think we have Tina back. We do. Good morning, Tina. Hey, Tina. You back? Well, <clears throat> I guess we're having more technical problems. Uh, and uh, as I say uh, to all you females out there, uh, we try to... We're trying to reach parity between male and female. Hashtag me too. You can't pick up the newspaper, turn on the TV, go online without hearing some of this uh, rising power of the females. And we want to see more and more of it. Yeah, well, uh, while we're uh, waiting to get uh, Tina back, let's give out that text number, 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Remember knowledge is power and you can text us with any question at all and remember i'm going to repeat this over and over again your anonymousfeedback.com you can share so much information with us and believe me when earl gives his word that you are anonymous you are so just put it out there and the telephone number where you can give us a call is 877-960-9960. Back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, I hope our phones are working for other people. They're not working for Tina. But uh, while we give the phones, hey, if you even didn't want to call the show, call the show, 877-960-9960. And we'll find out if our phones are working at all. Because if Tina can't get in, maybe nobody can get in. Uh, while someone's testing our phones for us, I'm going to talk about my blog a little bit, and uh, I'll hold this up for the camera. Actually, I'm <clears throat> it's an ego thing for me because I'm so happy to, I actually, I'm one of the few people that actually had lunch with Bob Woodward. He's an amazing man, and uh, uh, Nancy and I were in Washington, D.C. a few years back, and we had lunch with uh, Bob Woodward and some other uh, dealers, car dealers. Uh, we were spent several hours with him, as a matter of fact. And the point of the blog, of course, you know Bob Woodward is in the news now because of his new book, but that's not the reason I did the blog. Bob Woodward said something to us at lunch that I thought was uh, pretty uh, uh, impressive, particularly a few years ago. Uh, he, wanted, he asked each of us what we consider the most important threat to the United States and the world and went around the table and asked each of us and we gave our idea of what it was. I think I said terrorism in the Middle East or something like that. And he said, no, in his opinion, anyway, he thought the greatest threat uh, to the world in the United States was the media. Now, coming from a guy in the media, arguably one of the most uh, famous journalists in the media, that was kind of shocking. But he was concerned, and this goes back six or seven years, he's concerned that the media is not accurately... Uh, 
bringing the news out, not accurately and honestly and ethically. And I see so much of that. How does that link to Earl Stewart on cars and what we do? I see so many things happening in advertising, and the media thrives on advertising, whether it's online or television, and you see so little criticism of some of the crimes that are being committed by car dealers in terms of flat, illegal advertisements. So why don't they report that? Because the car dealers are extremely heavy advertisers and their associations, the National Automobile Dealers Association, the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, are such heavy advertisers that if the revenue from advertising were pulled away from television, say, uh, it could cost uh, a television channel existence. It could put them out of business. So think of it. The media thrives on like we all do, money. We have to have money to live. Businesses have to make a profit to exist. The media has to make a profit to exist. And if they start catering to the advertisers and compromising their ethics in reporting the truth, uh, that's kind of scary, isn't it? Um, I'm a very strong supporter of the media. I think I think the media should be... Uh, they have to be here. They call it the fourth estate. It's the balance of our democracy. We have the, you know, the Justice Department, we have the legislature, and we have the executive branch, and we have the fourth estate. We have the media. It's important to keep everybody honest. If you look at other countries where they have an imbalanced media, let's go to China. In China, a newspaper, a television station, or online could only do what the government, the Chinese government, says they have to do. Yeah. In fact, Google had to throw the towel in, and Facebook, I believe, is even compromising. If you want to exist as a medium in, uh, in the Ch Chinese country of China or a lot of others, uh, then you have to compromise your morals. I think we got the phones fixed. Yes, we do. Vivian is on the line. Good morning, Vivian. I'm going to hang myself. Well, we have a text to go to. Okay. To uh, we apparently can't it's take phone calls this morning, folks. We're know, going to try to fix it. Yeah, we are going to try to fix it. You know, uh, to your uh, report on Bob Woodward, uh, it, it's just an amazing time whenever you can't differentiate. We'll get to the text. We uh, can't differentiate between fake news and real news. And you said a couple of years ago on Bob Woodward, it was longer ago than that that we met with him. Uh, but even then, everyone knows that uh, how important it is for us to get the real news. So hopefully that's going to change uh, someday. Now we're going to get to the text that Stu's going to uh, read. That's right. We got Johnny from Riviera Beach, who's a regular texter. And he says, I saw a report that rodents, rats, are feasting on newer cars, soy-based wiring insulation under the hood, causing big problems with electronics and sensors. Last Monday, Channel 5 interviewed a lady yeah. where rats got under the hood of her truck, chewed up the soy-based wiring harness, causing her, her a $1,500 repair bill. She said she had the harness replaced with a petroleum-based insulation. Uh, the courts threw out a class action lawsuit against Toyota and Honda concerning these soy-based wiring insulation issues. Do you think Toyota should pay for these repairs if they are responsible for installing something on your car that's inviting rats to dinner? And by the way, I want to uh, thank you for standing your ground and not caving in to that idiot who sued you because you hired a female salesperson <laughs> instead of him. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. <coughs> you know, Thanks, um, I, I think the manufacturers should uh, take care of these uh, 
chewed up wiring harnesses. I don't think that legally they're liable. And, you know, there's the spirit of the law, there's a letter of the law, and there's common sense, and there's customer satisfaction. Uh, I can't believe that too many wiring harnesses are being chewed up if suddenly they were to uh, decide that they would take care of these things, even in an unspoken warranty. It'd be really good customer relations. <laughs> if you don't, you should. Uh, I believe Honda had a fix for that. Uh, they were the ones uh, first, one of the first ones. Yeah, they offered a tape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a tape. There's, so, there's a uh, tape that we can wrap around the harness mm-hmm. that is actually uh, impregnated with capsaicin pepper. Mm-hmm. And the techs that use it have to use gloves and be very careful not to touch their face or anything because it can burn your skin quite badly. Yeah, because I think Honda uses cheese for their insulation. <laughs> uh, actually, cheese and crackers, both. <laughs> <laughs> the tape is a great deterrent, though. I was listening to the no. same uh, announcement on Channel 5, yeah. and I was really in awe of these mice that are chewing up uh, the wiring underneath the hood of the car. Uh, when did this all, when did this soy uh, go into effect? I, I, I was it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Question, Has it been it's, 10 it's years? It's been probably 10 or 15 years. years Has it? Because they're, they're trying to get. Uh, more environmentally friendly mm-hmm. with the the coatings on these wires. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing, though, is the cars that we normally see that come in the shop with rat chewing on them, it's usually down in, in a, a cubby nested area mm-hmm. where the rats are actually looking to make a home anyways. Yeah. You know, there's, so a new, it's there's a new solution. I don't, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, uh, Honda is <coughs> now offering uh, as an option a cat. Uh, mm-hmm. That stays that's under right. the hood with ah. all the. That's right. Yeah. It's called the from, it's a, from yeah. Big Cat Ranch Rescue, it's, right? It's a trained <laughs> train mouser, and if a, if a rat gets under your hood, chews right. up the harness. Hey, let's rent that cat because the mice came it in and chewed up our wiring in our generator <laughs> and uh, made a nest, and uh, it was very expensive to get all of that fixed. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to give there. that text number out again because yeah. we seem to be. Um, out of business on the phones. <coughs> it's going to be a long two hours uh, if we can't take any phone calls because we rely heavily on you. And you folks out there who have tried to call, we certainly uh, do apologize. We do have another text, but before I read, or Stu reads that, the number is 772 497 6530. Please write this number down just in case uh, the Goldie Oldie station here can't figure out how to get the phones working. Please write our text number down because texting is working. 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And Stu will read our next text. This is from Paul in West Palm Beach. How do I free? And this is for Rick, by Excuse the way. Excuse me to everyone we that's listening. The phones are down. No, I didn't I realize that. Oh, wow. John? Wow. Uh, the boys breaking are, news. The, the boys are the boys are making fun of me. <laughs> Guess what? The desk is going to be flipped in about thirty seconds. Okay, guys, uh, back to Stu and his uh, text. Yeah, we. Uh, Paul wants to know. <laughs> probably asking Rick, but I have some ideas on this myself. How do I free a lock steering wheel that has a keyless remote fob? Paul from West Palm Beach. Hmm. Now, I'm assuming by locked steering wheel, he means he can't turn the ignition on for some reason. I'm assuming that the wheel is turned like when you have it right, turned. Right, it's, it's in a locked position. Yes. But once you turn the ignition on, the computer is yeah. supposed to release that steering lock interlock piece. And what he may need to do is turn the ignition on 
and wiggle that wheel back and forth a little bit because if that interlock has too much tension, it can't release it properly. Yeah, that's, that's and that, uh, we get these complaints a lot, yeah. and nine times out of ten, or maybe 24 times out of 25, that's exactly what you have yep. to do. Unfortunately, the design of some of these things, and if you pull into a curb and you have the scrunched up against the curb that's hard to do that's very it's, hard so yeah and some people aren't strong enough to do it uh you really have to muscle that yeah. steering wheel a little bit sometimes that was closer to my solution which is i start flailing on the on the wheel and yelling at it but wiggle it okay good i'll try that next time you know that's happened to me and i'm a rather small person and i am quite able to adjust the mm-hmm. steering wheel until it does what you I want it to do. You are small, and that small. high chair that we got you is working real well because everybody can see Nancy now. That's right, and that uh, high chair can become airborne at any moment. <laughs> that telephone number, ladies and gentlemen, well, forget when oh. our <laughs> phones are back up, 877-960-9960, where you can text us. It's about to get ugly in here. Take Take advantage. <laughs> the phones Take are back advantage. up. No, they're not back up. Oh. <laughs> Take advantage of that text number seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to to to. Who and are another you? thing you can do is to get us on Facebook <laughs> and the postings, right? We forgot about the postings. So right. because uh, we've lost our phones, you can p- go to facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars, Earl Stewart on Cars. Earl on Cars. Earl on Cars. Uh, we need to get it working on both of those because if I can't remember. Or just go to earloncars.com. Yeah. Uh, www.com. Well, it's facebook.com forward slash Earl Stewart on Cars or Earl on Cars. Um, and then you can post if you're already posting or listening or watching. You can post, and we can get your posting. We can get your text. It's 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And I think we do have another text. We do. Thank you very much. That's right. The text says, hey, just try to call. Your phones are down. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm getting over cold. I have a question about electric cars. I live in upstate New York. Cold weather. Are they reliable? And what's your thought on the environmental impact? Well, you know, Rick is the expert. I'm just going to tell tell him what I know. Uh, I do know that um, cold weather um, degrades the battery. Uh, causes the battery range to lessen and certainly if you live in Minneapolis uh, you're going to have more of a less of a range of battery uh, in an electric car than you would in Florida. Uh, I think the battery quality and length and the and the range has improved considerably. Uh, I think that that uh, we're going to be an all-electric car company a country before too much longer. Uh, batteries are inevitable and as I say, the technology is just moving on uh, at warp speed. So, uh, yeah, if you want to split hairs, if you live up north, you're not going to have as much range in the battery as you would if you lived in the south. Rick? Uh, without having seen any scientific data, no, I don't think anyone has really done a, a study on this yet. I would guess you might see maybe a 10 to 15% drop in range, but, you know, this, this goes to the idea of how many people run their gas tank until it's all the way down to fumes. 
you know, if, if you plan ahead for it in the wintertime yeah. and charge the car a little more frequently, I think we wouldn't see any big issues. Well, I, I, I respectfully disagree on that. I think I think that the battery <coughs> range on on the original electric cars was considerably less. Um, I believe the Chevy Volt uh, range was cut in half in, in very cold areas. Okay. And so it just degrades the battery. And um, and I think they probably made some improvements now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I, I believe there probably have been some studies on that. I think Stu's Googling that right now. But uh, I think we're at the point now where no one's talking about it, so it doesn't say if you can get a 400-mile range and you only get 300, that's not so bad as if you could only get a 200-mile range and then you only get 100. So I think we're going to be there. It's not, not going to be a matter of concern for the future and probably even now true but even even so i think the quality of those batteries is going to constantly be improving and it's like fuel economy in cars where they're mm -hmm. always getting better so i think they're going to see a, a it, it won't be as big an issue as it might seem right now because mm -hmm. i think the quality of the batteries improving will make up for that yeah one of the big things about batteries are getting smaller and of course that uh, helps everybody um smaller means greater range because the weight of a car of a original electric cars were almost half the battery in fact in the tesla i believe the the size of the battery was almost uh took up half the space mm. so yep. uh, if we can get a battery down to almost a normal size of the old batteries we would really have something i think that will be happening before too much longer uh, let me do this i usually wait till the change of the uh, first hour to the second hour, but I want to uh, talk about my book. Uh, this is a commercial, I call them, and this is my book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Um, it's a handbook, a how-to-do book on how to buy or lease a car, maintain or repair your car without being ripped off by your car dealer. It's available on Amazon, and uh, all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of the book go to charity. Charity happens to be Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And uh, we support Big Dog Ranch Rescue for the amazing job they do out there in uh, Loxahatchee Groves. Um, it's a brand new facility for doggies. Uh, it's almost like a college campus. There's no cages. Everything is totally air-conditioned during the summer. The dogs uh, are out there in total comfort. In fact, maybe too comfortable. They have a swimming pool, a lake. Uh, they have uh, dozens and dozens of volunteers that take the doggies for walks. Uh, good food. It's kind of like a resort. And I know you dogs listening No, you can't check in to Big Dog Ranch. You can only go there <laughs> if you don't have a home. And yeah, don't, run, don't run away from home so they'll take you out to Big Dog Ranch. We have about 500 dogs out there available in the campus. We can't, they stay in bunk rooms, four or five doggies in a bunk room. And, the, and there are murals on the walls. Uh, it's actually very pleasant. Very nice. Uh, we'll save about 5,000 dogs. We don't euthanize our dogs. Uh, We're one of the largest, probably the largest, no-kill shelter in the state of Florida. We bring Big Dog Ranch Rescue, brings dog dogs in from all over the country, uh, whereas the Palm Beach County Animal Control and Care will only take Palm Beach County dogs. Uh, we, we're bringing dogs in right now as we speak from the Carolinas, uh, hundreds, of, maybe thousands of doggies there that were affected by the hurricane. We're still bringing doggies in from the um, Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, and even Houston. So uh, we save dogs from all over the United States. 
and uh, we don't discriminate. We don't euthanize. Uh, we're trying to find a dog na- home for a dog na- named Reggie right now, three-legged dog. Yeah. And Reggie had an accident, had to have his, uh, was it his left front leg amputated? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so we're trying to find a dog for Reggie. A bunch of other dogs out there, old dogs, young dogs. And by the way, we're not just uh, a big dog ranch. We're a big and little dog ranch. We really ought to change our name. It should be Big and Little Dog Ranch Rescue, but big and small, we save them all. That is our motto. Mm -hmm. Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And if you buy a copy of this book, it's a twofer. You can study it, know that you're going to get a good buy on your next car, and you're going to help save a dog. Because 100% of the proceeds, I don't take a nickel from the sale of this book. It all goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. So please consider adopting one of our dogs. And if you don't or can't adopt a dog, you can volunteer. We always need volunteers. And, of course, we always need contributions. Big Dog Ranch Rescue on Okeechobee Boulevard and Loxahatchee Groves. Thank you very much. What a great place. And Reggie, wow. What a lovable, sweet yeah. dog yeah. that was there on Wednesday. Uh, he, he was so, so docile. He was just so loving. Happy. And, yeah, the amazing thing about dogs is didn't even know they don't care. That he had they seem to be. Yeah. When they're handicapped, they don't notice it. They, they compensate. They figure yeah. out a way. Yeah. They're so, they, and they're so forgiving, you know. I mean, there's some humans that really need to learn something, you know, from these animals that are just amazing. And if you get a chance to go out to Big Dog Ranch, go out it, you'll be very very impressed i think we have a text here you know? and uh for you people out there that haven't got the text number down and if you just tuned in don't be frustrated because our phones are down uh we Tend finally got we've got a regular in from the station here and i think he might be able to help us yeah and uh we'll get those phones up but in the meantime texas at 772-497-6530 is the only way you can get through to us is 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and we beg you to use that text number yeah. because I'm running out of conversation here, yeah. and we really thrive. I don't on believe your, that on your input. <laughs> so we do have a text, and, and I have Stu. a text when Stu's done reading that text. Wonderful. So there you go. And I don't believe you're going to run out of material. Well, you, you I just said that. I, I, I agree <laughs> with you. I can sing. It is a true oldies. And I have an idea. Okay, so we just found out the problem is with Comcast. It's uh, our phones. So. If you're listening, everybody call Comcast customer support right now and tell them to fix the radio station's phones, and we should be up before you know it. And I've got another idea. The radio station should have a backup when Comcast goes down, just like I know a car dealership that does that. They have a backup, so when the phones go down, it automatically switches over, and you don't lose 20,000 listeners. We wished it would. (laughs) Yes. Usually does. Uh, Stu, by making that announcement for Comcast and everyone to call, you have created a coup d'etat. I think I just created a problem from com- for Comcast. Okay. Um, okay, so the text says, um, and this is really nice, it says, to your listeners, please do not punish Big Dog Ranch Rescue based on what the president, Lori Simmons, did with the Nike shoes. The point is to save dogs. And I couldn't agree with, with that more. Well, yeah, and, and l- let me say this. It truly is all about the doggies. And uh, I think that uh, the comment being with Big Dog Ranch Rescue, there was some media attack uh, on uh, – Rebecca? I was just in the middle of saying something here. Sorry. Uh, there was a media attack uh, on Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and uh, my 
my position as a strong believer in what Big Dog Ranch Rescue goes, you don't you don't attack the people that work there yeah. or the founder or anybody else. Uh, we've probably got with volunteers and employees and everybody else, uh, including me because I'm on the board of directors, we have a diversification of political views. And the only thing we all have in common, the Big Dog Ranch Rescue, is we love doggies. And uh, if you attack... Big Dog Ranch Rescue, because of the political views of one or more people, mm -hmm. then you're hurting the doggies. You're not hurting the person you're attacking. Uh, they are used to being attacked, but uh, they'll attack you. Yeah. I mean, they can fight back. The doggies can't fight back. The doggies don't have a political yeah. view, and they don't care uh, about Nike. They don't care about Donald Trump. They don't care about anybody. All they care about is most, finding a home. I think most people, when they talk to you about it or talk to anybody about it, Realize that in a second. I yeah. spoke to somebody who was who was mad about it when I told him that Big Dog Ranch Rescue had taken in dozens of dogs before the storm even hit North Carolina. Right. They were just they were touched and they realized that was that's the point. So, yeah. yeah. Very good. So thank you for that text. And I think we have another text. We do, and it's from Don in LaBelle. So oh, wonderful! Great. Thank you, Don. Bless your heart. So Don wants to know: um, Could you explain the warranty on hybrid battery and components on a 2012 Camry? And when it starts, for example, the, the manufacturer date or the delivery date, and how the customer can find out what date that is. Well, <clears throat> the best way to find out your date of first use, which is when that warranty begins. Dofu. The Dofu. <laughs> is take your VIN number and contact the dealership and just ask them to please run that VIN number and they will tell you what the date of first use actually is and your warranty on a hybrid battery is for eight years 100,000 miles pretty good warranty yep and we're finding that most of the hybrid batteries last much longer than that oh it's yeah. amazing yeah. yeah they do yeah i was going to make a joke but it wouldn't have been factual <laughs> so I'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> 100,000 and one miles. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, that's cute. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Those phones are back up. They're back up and running. Please. Your, your calls did the trick. Vivian, <laughs> Tina, uh, and whomever else tried to get in touch with us at 877-960-9960. Give us a call again. We're ready to answer your questions. I have a text, and uh, uh, it is uh, from Lori. And Lori text me about trading in her car and she wants to know how she should go about it well I will first answer that question by telling you you must keep that trade-in separate always keep that trade-in separate go to three different uh, dealers ask for the manager and uh, uh, t tell them that you're downsizing and that you want to get rid of your car and get a true price for that trade-in. Believe me, you'll be much further ahead. Earl, do you have something to add to that? No, that's perfect. You take it to the dealers of the make of your car. Mm -hmm. If you're driving a Ford, you want to go to a Ford. Uh, a dealer of the same make will typically buy a their make at a higher price than another dealer. If you took your Ford to a Honda dealer, you likely wouldn't get as good a price as you would from a Ford dealer. And there's always CarMax. If you're anywhere near CarMax, they buy a lot of cars over the curb, and they give you what they consider an honest price. Sometimes you actually get a really good price there, depending on supply and demand. If they got a whole lot of Ford Fusions, and you're selling a Ford Fusion uh, of the same year and model, then uh, they might not give you yeah. as good a price. And, and also, it'll be worth your while to make an appointment with the manager 
in order for him to give you a price on that trade-in. And be sure to tell that manager that you're getting two more bids from other dealerships. So, Lori, I hope we've helped you out. So, I, I may have been daydreaming, and so you might have already said this, but um, ask them if they give you a figure on your trade-in, if they're willing to buy that car from you outright at that price, as separate from the deal. That way you can figure out if they are over-allowing for your trade or offering you more than it's really worth. I love that. Good yeah. points, so. too. Yeah. And these car dealers, they love purchasing a car, uh, purchasing car directly from the owners. So, uh, Lori, good luck with your purchase. And again, Vivian and Tina, please give us a call back. Our phones are working, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. We are going to go to Sue, who's giving us a call from Jupiter. Good morning, Sue. Please, Lord, let Sue be there. I really want to hear her voice. Well, I feel like Charlie Brown and the control room here is Lucy. And they keep putting that football and telling me to kick it. And then just as I kick it, they pull it away and I fall flat on my back. So I apologize to Sue yeah. and all the other people that we've been telling. Well, lady, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just keep on texting us, yeah. please, at 772-497-6530. <laughs> If you want to hear the lovely sound of my voice, just keep texting. Yes. Okay. We Another got text. Thank yeah. God. We got Joe. He's uh, in Chappaqua, New York. Ooh. And he's on uh, our Facebook Live feed right now. And he says, good morning, calling from Chappaqua, New York. About my about my about to give birth daughter-in-law, Kathy, who asks, why won't the headlights set on auto on my brand new Toyota Highlander XLE turn on automatically when the wipers are in use? Hmm. Well, that's you know, that actually, zoom in on Rick's face, is a feature that to <laughs> I think Toyota must have dropped the ball there. You know, that that's... Is that a malfunction, or is it is that designed to do that? I don't think that is part of their design. I'm going to have to research that real quick, but that's an incredible th thought. I mean, your headlights should be on in the rain. Yeah. And I wonder if Toyota has ever thought of the idea of linking... The automatic headlights to the wipers. Could it possibly be a defect? Um, <laughs> I think it's a design, not a flaw, but a design miss. I think maybe it's not working didn't. right. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. I'm, I'm going to check on that right now. I to think see if they're supposed I think, to do uh, that. Kathy should take her car to the nearest Toyota dealer and confirm. Great answer. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, in, in New York, and say that we don't think it should be working that way. And would you please fix it? <laughs> I, I replied to Joseph and Chappaqua said, I think you might have stumped Rick. <laughs> actually, <laughs> that's never happened before. What, well, actually, one thing that I would that I think should be done, and I'm going to do this, uh, I'm going to double check it. Rick you're driving right an Avalon. <laughs> yes. Well, you're driving a 19 Avalon. Yeah. I'm going to test and see if that feature is available on your Avalon, and if not, I'm going to do a dealer product report on that. And okay. give that idea to Toyota and say, why doesn't this feature work this way? It should. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, let's, that's let's find report. out if it was just broken. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, right. <laughs> sometimes things don't work. Yep. And you got to okay. fix them. I would notice it never yeah. rains down here, so I. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, never came l- up. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the phones are back down again. So anyway, listen. I got to ask you guys something. I know today's the first day of fall. Did they turn? Well, I'm from Pittsburgh, so did they? Did they turn the furnace on, or what's going? I feel heat in here, uh, and it's not our body heat. Okay, somebody maybe will run out and adjust that thermostat on the air conditioner. So, because without the phones and the the uh, high temperature in here, well, I should have worn my bathing suit. Uh, listen, uh, I do have a text, and uh, I've been asked this often, and this is from Jim. And he wants to know what the difference is between a factory car advertisement and a dealer advertisement, which both you've got to be. Well, I'm gonna, rather than for me to go on about that, mm-hmm. I'll let you, well, Earl factory, Stewart, answer the The factory question. advertisements are paid for by the factory. Thank and you. the dealer advertisements are paid for by the dealer. Mm-hmm. And I was just being silly. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is real silly because there's such a thin line here. No, uh, the, 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 I think of, what... Of deception. I think what, I think what the uh, texture is trying to get at is can you rely on the factory advertisements in terms of ethics and honesty, transparency? <clears throat> the answer is more so than car dealer ads. Usually you'll find the dealer, the uh, manufacturer advertisements are legally accurate. Ethically, not so. And uh, where they drop the ball, in my opinion, the manufacturer advertisements still use the fine print. The fine print should be made, should be abolished. Yes. It should be illegal in an advertisement. If you want to have fine print in a con- contract and have a lawyer read the fine print and to pay the lawyer a lot of money to read the fine print, that could be the system. I don't like it, but it could be the system. But when you're advertising to everybody, and you're not going to hire a lawyer to read a newspaper ad or an online ad. So when you put the fine print in a television ad, you're doing it for one reason. You're trying to hide it. And that's what the manufacturer does. General Motors, Toyota, Honda, all of their advertisements conceal material items that affect the price, leasing payment, or the price of the car in the fine print. And that should be banned, but it's not. However, the dealer advertisements, in contrast, do that and then some. They have illegal ads. For example, in Florida, you can look at television ads all the time that will have in the fine print on the TV ad uh, plus dealer fee. When the Florida law states categorically that you must include the dealer fee in the advertised price. All they will say is plus dealer fee, but they don't tell you the amount. Now, what good does it do a consumer to know there's a dealer fee? Uh, Our mystery shopping report uh, that we will go to in the second or the last half hour of the show had a dealer fee of what was it, 299? 299. Uh, 299. Uh, we have dealers in town in North Palm Beach and Lake Park and the area, West Palm Beach, that have $999 plus other dealer yeah, fees. That's called 349 because they had another little one. Oh, 349, yeah. So if you don't know the amount of the dealer fee, saying there's a dealer fee doesn't tell you anything. So, bottom line to this, the manufacturer's ads are a little bit better than the dealer ads, but not a whole lot better. Don't believe any advertisement, never, 
ever buy a car based on the advertisement. You know, these are some of the things that, uh, how can I say it, honesty and ethics really lacks in our profession. And it's really unfortunate. And, and you know, you can go all the way back to, uh, what, 1977? Uh, and uh, for for forty plus years, we have been fourth from the bottom. Do you know who we're sandwiched in with? Congressmen and lobbyists. That's sad. So for the manufacturers, for the car dealers, please try to help us with this Gallup poll that's taken, uh, and uh, it's embarrassing. So uh, just m- my input about the Gallup poll. Uh, Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Remember what I said earlier, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Uh, YourAnonymousFeedback.com. We would love to hear from you and give us your feedback, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We want to improve the show. We want to know if we are doing our job to create <coughs> this platform for ladies, uh, for you to give us a call, and we would love to hear from you. I can't emphasize that enough. I think we have a text over here. Feedback.com. We do. Stu? We, all right, we sure do. The question is, do, and this is from Keith in Lakework, do economy cars have less of a markup than big cars or SUVs? How much? Great question. Yeah, they have a, uh, the, the economy cars have much less of a markup. Cars in general yeah. have much less of a markup. And uh, it's very interesting. A lot of people don't realize this. The manufacturers make almost all their money with the larger vehicles. Uh, the trucks, vans, and SUVs uh, will have a profit margin to the manufacturer of 20 or 25%. Mm-hmm. And then they sell the car to the dealer, make all their money, and the dealer, MSRP, there's another 25 or 30% in some of these big vehicles. And these are also very high priced, so the dollar margin yeah. are, are huge. And the small vehicle, a car... Uh, the smaller the vehicle, the lower the margin. It might be uh, $300 yeah. or something like that. Actually. But not including all the incentives and holdbacks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's still some money there for the dealer. Don't exactly. In many cases, not many, but in some cases, the manufacturers lose money on the small cars. For many years, Toyota lost money on every Prius they yeah. sold. Uh, they just wanted to get their foot in the door, which they did, and they were able to get their costs down, raise their prices, and now they make a profit. But bear in mind, when you're negotiating to buy a truck, van, or SUV, there's a lot of room to move. Discounts, I have seen legitimate discounts of 50% off MSRP on some large vehicles. Yeah, yeah when they throw some rebates in there, too, yeah. Exactly, because it's all part of the markup. Mm-hmm. You can have an MSRP and an invoice, but then if you have a $2,000 or a $5,000 kickback, they call them rebates, I call them kickbacks because they're hidden in many cases. There is something called dealer cash, which is a hidden rebate, which is a kickback to the dealer, and there's something they call customer cash that's advertised, but if you don't read the advertisement, it might as well be hidden. So you can go in to buy a big truck, with a $2,000 dealer incentive and a $2,000 customer incentive that you don't know about, and you could you could uh, pay a $4,000 discount off the MSRP and still pay a big profit to the dealer, which was his original markup. So never rely on anything except competitive bids from three different dealers, at least three different dealers, when you buy a car. Discounts off MSRP 
are better than nothing, but they certainly do not give you the true dealer cost and how much profit the dealer's going to be making. And in addition to that, you can be tricked into thinking that the MSRP is really the is not the, the MSRP might be the dealer menu, dealer's recommended price. They have dealer list and manufacturer's list. Too confusing, and the invoice is even more confusing. So, Competitive bids are the only way you can be sure to get a fair price. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, by going to EarlOnCars.com, there's so many answers there for you. Uh, and this minefield out there of purchasing, leasing, uh, new, used, or even having your vehicle repaired would be so helpful. That's EarlOnCars.com. And uh, also Consumer Report, I highly recommend, and Earl, I think, would agree with me. Consumer Report is an amazing magazine, and uh, I, I'm still talking about the 2018 uh, auto issue. And uh, there's, uh, they're rating over 255 vehicles in that uh, subscription. And they're also talking about the recalls and uh, safety updates and so much more. So knowledge is power. Text Remember number. That. Text number. Got to give that text number out where our phones are broken. Uh, don't call us on our landline. Comcast is out of business or maybe we're out of business here. I don't know. All I know is the phones aren't working. And our text number is the only way we can communicate yes. other than Facebook Live. If you're watching us Facebook Live now, you can post. Mm -hmm. We'll try to get to the post as quickly as possible. Text number 772, that's the area code, 497-6530. That's area code 772-497-6530. Please text us Yes, and because your input is really what makes this show. 497 area code 772-497-6530 is our text number. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Make the recovering car, help the recovering car dealer to feel a little bit better this morning. Uh, him, uh, just like all of us, we really depend on your phone calls and your input because you are an important part of the show so take advantage of the fax number and uh, help make all of us happy here 772-497-6530 i want to talk a little bit about uh, maintenance and repair because we talk too much about selling cars uh, we just had a text come in so before i get to maintenance and repair Stu, uh, please read that text Rick, uh, you are the most pop popular guy today. So, question for Rick. Is it true that fossil oil never loses its viscosity? If recycled oil has the dirt components removed, is it as good as new fossil oil? Why or why not? Thanks. Tito in Port St. Lucie. Hmm. Now, I do know that oil can break down over time. Uh, having the dirt and water vapor and other stuff removed, the impurities removed from that fossil oil and recycling it um uh, i've heard and read that it is supposed to be as good as the original fossil oil i don't know if i would really trust it in my own personal vehicle that i paid a lot of money for i still think i will stick with either a good full synthetic oil or a brand new fossil oil myself you know here's something interesting that a lot of people and i didn't realize <coughs> this until uh, a few months ago that uh, fossil oil and synthetic oil 
are both fossil oils. The synthetic yep. oil is made out of fossil oil. So <clears throat> I always thought synthetic oil was what its name implied, synthetically assembled chemically. But it's not. It's fossil oil that is processed. Yep. So you're really talking uh, apples and apples. Uh, I would think that the uh, they would not they would not break down. One would, wouldn't break down more than the other. And uh, synthetic oil is superior. It is not really synthetic, but it's super fossil oil. Right. It's it's processed to a finer degree. Yeah. And unfortunately, that doesn't really help us much on the idea of getting away from using fossil oils. Yeah. Which is why we need to concentrate on getting those electric cars. I wonder if that's why they named it synthetic oil. Uh, there's another. That's my... My conspiracy theory a problem. I always think everything is a conspiracy. But why would the inventors or the people that wanted to start selling synthetic oil call it synthetic when it's really fossil oil? Uh, it's almost con- it's confusing. It's simpler to think it's totally different. But yeah. they're really, it's just a high grade of super refined fossil oil. And it has uh, allows your vehicle to run to much tighter tolerances. Gives you a little bit better fuel mileage. And uh, you don't have to change the oil every 5,000 miles. You can do it every 10,000 miles, which leads me to believe it doesn't break down as quickly because maybe that's the reason that uh, you can get 10,000 instead of 5,000. But it breaks down sooner or later. Otherwise, you could get 100,000. Exactly. And we have a text. We do. Okay. No name on this one, but the question is, what is the best security system for cars today? Is LoJack any good? Other GPS trackers, alarms, what should I get for my new Beamer? (laughs) (laughs) I have an opinion. Uh, About Beamers. (laughs) I just heard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to extend an invitation for everyone to drive with us (laughs) so you can hear it firsthand from the recovering car dealer and his personal opinion about BMWs. Well, because they only have about four percent of the market, he's safe yeah. to attack them. <laughs> but I just heard of a device which wasn't isn't even advertised as a theft detection device that I think is the ultimate. And uh, this device is a dash cam, and the dash cam, as you all probably most know, uh, you know, films the front of the car. It films into the car. You can mount one in the rear of the car, so you really have pretty much 360. Uh, and it's meant to be uh, protect your car against outside invasion when you park your car at night or you're not going to break into the car. <clears throat> but this particular new dash cam also links with your iPhone. And it's on 24-7. So... How about that for theft detection? Uh, anyone approaches your car, wherever you may be, your car could be in Paris, and you know someone's getting too close to your car. It also has a glass uh, uh, shatter uh, detector right. if they break into your car. And then if they do break into your car... Can you talk to the thief? Uh, you can talk to the thief, okay. or the thief can hear everything you say. Strangely enough... Flip oh. that around. You hear everything the thief says. Yes. Huh? Strangely enough... <laughs> When people steal cars, they don't know the dash cams are there. The dash cam, for some reason, uh, has to do with psychology. <laughs> you so thought that was really funny. Some of the you? smartest people I know <laughs> have been inside of cars and forgot that the dash cam was there yes. and said some really stupid things. Yeah, we've and, 
And, and, I, and we know thieves. I think you did that once, didn't you? I probably have. <laughs> so it's kind of like a... We've seen that firsthand. Dash cam's like a fly <laughs> on the wall. We don't think about it as being there. And we are... This is a new device. You'd probably Google it. And uh, I'm going to get one in yeah. my car. Uh, a dash cam that does audio inside the car. Oh, jeez. It does the outside <laughs> of the car, the back of the car, all around the car. And it links to your smartphone. What an it, amazing! It, it should be an option that manufacturers offer. It should be seriously. It's it's yeah. it covers so many bases. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the basic purpose for dash cams is to if you're in an accident. And I think people, when yeah. they think of it as that, they think, "Well, I'm not going to have an accident. You know, I'm a, I got a good driving record. I don't need one." I think everybody needs a dash cam, mm-hmm. whether you're going to have an accident. If you do have an accident, what a great way! Yes. Unless you cause the accident, yeah. of course. And if you uh, see something really weird or unusual yeah. on the road and you don't have a dash, dash cam, you're going to wish you had one. Yeah, and Rick told me about this when we first started about <laughs> dash cams. You can, go on, <laughs> you can go on Google and you go to YouTube and they have some countries like Russia and some other people. Everybody's got dash yeah, cam. Yep. they got There's planes crashing. Tanks going to uh, <laughs> asteroids crashing down. Yeah. Everything that happens yeah. on the road is now being filmed by dash cams. Well, it's also to help prevent insurance fraud yeah. where There are many cases, apparently in other countries, where people will walk in front of a car and literally throw themselves on the hood of the car, then claim that the driver hit them. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Craig uh, is listening on our, or watching on our Facebook live feed, and he wants to add that his Tesla X model shows exactly where the car is down to one meter, which is, uh, I think, a little bit better than standard GPS. I'm not sure how that works, but that is very good. One meter—that's amazing. Yeah. Is that now you just talk about your GPS, Greg? I assume that uh, so your for your uh, navigation is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you can find out yeah. pretty much your cars, whether the cars in the garage or the driveway. I mean, it'll be that close. He also makes a good point that in Florida, with the recording laws, you have to announce to the person that they're being recorded. That's what Craig. Is well, not on your own car, do yeah. you? Well, I don't know. Well, actually, I did a little research recently into those. Uh, recording, because remember, we had talked about the idea of recording some of our mystery shops. Mm-hmm. And Florida state law states it is illegal to record audio on someone yeah. if they are in a place where they have a reasonable expectation of privacy. Well, my car and would not be a reasonable expectation of privacy if somebody said my car. Well, it, it may become a gray area because if you're in a car with the windows up, where and they they differentiated in the law as stating if you're in a public place where it is expected reasonably that someone could overhear your conversation mm-hmm. then you can record that conversation freely without the other person's consent well that's good well we need to research that because i think a, a private car now if you were driving a uber or a lift or a taxi cab yeah, that's a then that certainly wouldn't be uh, permitted but if you're in your own home for example if i'm in my kitchen in my uh, living room just and i'm recording just everything put a sign, in just put a sign on your uh, <laughs> mirror. Yeah. 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 and and guess what ladies and gentlemen uh, all these videos that earl's talking about in the car in our house I'm going to be supplementing my income <laughs> because we have an upcoming reality show yeah, coming Yeah, can I up. log in so and stay tuned watch your that. house <laughs> like whenever I want? <laughs> okay, text number 772 <laughs> Our only forum, our only link with the outside world now is 772, or code. And Facebook. 497 
888-627-6530. And, of course, Facebook, facebook.com. If you're not already streaming us, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Is that right, Steve? Yeah, that's correct. You got it. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. You can stream us live on Facebook, and you can post, and we can converse. And you can see me and Nancy and Stu and, 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 and Rick, Rick, and we're all here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And you can text us at 772-497-6530, and we do have a text. We have Lenny, who is jumping in on our conversation about the legality of recording somebody. He, oh. he wants to know. Um, if someone, is it legal to record, wait, do they have a reasonable expectation of privacy if someone is stealing your car? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I think I think there are some, there's some people out there that might not argue that. Uh, the ACLU may well uh, defend I, that I, person. That would become a uh, nationally recognized case. Exactly. <laughs> no, I do not think someone stealing your car has a reasonable expectation of privacy. What if someone, they roll the windows up? How about someone servicing your car, road testing it at a dealership? Does he have a reasonable Expectation of privacy. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm going to call my lawyer. Yeah, but the point okay. is, the, the point is, and the original call, I think it was a great one. What, <coughs> what is the best theft detector, car protector that you could have? I'm not sure, but Craig, who's been participating in our conversation here, is about to get in trouble. But I'm going to read it on there anyway. He says, okay. "When my wife drives the car, I know where she is and how fast she's driving. <laughs> I just installed." Installed to a, a way to find out how much he spent at Nordstrom. So, C- Craig, good luck. Yeah, uh, you're in serious <laughs> trouble now, and I hope that your wife isn't on Facebook right now streaming us live. But that's supposed to be for your kid. You know, you're supposed to take care of your right. kid, yeah. not your wife. Yeah. Okay, we're getting in the weeds. And my kid was spending money at Nordstrom's. I'd want to know about it. Yeah, uh, we have a uh, we have a text from a young lady by the name of Tammy that I'm going to try to answer. But I'm going to, you know, once I say something, I'll have you add whatever you know. She's asking about the Monroney label, and she wants to know what it is. And the Moroni label, uh, Tammy, is a a label that's required in the United States. It's displayed in all automobiles, and it includes the uh, listing of certain official uh, information. All new. All new, yeah, all new automobiles. And uh, this, uh, this law... Uh, was started by a senator, and that senator is uh, Senator uh, Monroney, and he's from Oklahoma, and that was back in July of uh, 1958. I think you're telling us more than we need to know here. Uh, what time is it? I can tell you how that clock is built. Yeah. <laughs> Over to the recovering car dealer. Hey, we have plenty of time. The beauty, uh, no, we've got some text backed up here, actually. Uh, the beauty of the Monroney <laughs> label is the fact that it gives you one of your few bases of comparison when you're shopping price. Yeah. So you always want to look at that MSRP, the Monroney label, and when you're comparing apples and apples, let's say you're buying a Chevrolet Camaro, uh, you want to go to three Chevrolet dealers, but you want to get the Camaro with the same Monroney label price, MSRP. And the discount from that Monroney label, as you shop it from dealer A, B, and C, is the way you get the best price yeah. on the car. Before that, it was up to the salesman. Exactly. I Before could sell you that car for exactly. $1,000. Can you imagine the, what, what life was like <laughs> back in the day before 1958 when there were no stickers on the cars yeah. except the ones the dealers might want to put on there? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody told you that the asking price of the car was something different. So it was just like shooting fish yeah. in the barrel. Back then, it was 
almost like used cars is now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> used cars, exactly. But by all, and when you're looking at the Monroney label, be sure <laughs> it's the legitimate Monroney label because we have something called the phony Monroney, which is the addendum label, and that's a fake Monroney label that they put next to the real manufacturer's Monroney label, and they try to jack the price up two, three, four thousand dollars sometimes. Yeah. We should get True Oldies to play Boney Maroney. Phony and Maroney. <laughs> and exactly. Tammy, uh, here's a little bit of information uh, that I doubt if anyone knows, but there is a fine for tampering with that Monroney label, and that's one thousand yep. dollars or one year imprisonment. Now I'm wondering. When was the last time that somebody had to pay a thousand dollar fine for nineteen fifty eight? And it <laughs> <laughs> And also technically, uh, the dealer cannot take that label off. It has to be taken off by the consumer. Exactly. So I hope I answered your question and Earl answered your question, Tammy. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Give us a text. The phones are still down. We appreciate your text. We appreciate you hanging on and listening. Fifty dollars, uh well, I don't need to you know, to, to, to say that, because we can't, maybe before the show's over, uh, got a couple they'll, texts they'll be, over here. They'll be uh, working. I, I don't know. But we're going to go over to Stu, and he's got a couple of texts mm-hmm. to share with you. That's right. John in Palm Beach wants to says, my dealer suggested cleaning the injectors. How much more does the dealer do that I cannot do with injector cleaner from an auto parts store? Uh, actually, quite a bit. What we do is we actually disconnect the fuel line and connect in a pressurized can of a very powerful chemical that we spray then actually run the engine on and it goes through the injectors <coughs> to clean them out and clean helps get the carbon off of the valves and out of the cylinders. And the reason that we only use a small amount is it actually can become well, detrimental to the engine if you ran a whole lot of this through it. Rick, is this on the recommended factory recommended maintenance? Uh, it's actually not on the recommended list. However, it is a product sold by Toyota, and it is recommended, especially in areas where you do get high carbon buildup in some of the cars. What, what would be the symptom that I would have <coughs> in, my, in my car that would be cured by cleaning my fuel injectors? If you start notice, the engine seems to run a little rough at times. Um... The idle seems to be a little bit lower, and your fuel economy starts to drop a bit. Sometimes cleaning those injectors and getting some of that carbon out can help improve that a bit. What does it cost to clean the injectors? Uh, I believe we're running right now somewhere around 130 to $150 for that yeah. service. Well, my, my advice to you is... Be very careful. My rule of thumb is don't do anything to your car that's not part of factory recommended maintenance. And if you're dealing with a, a service department who you totally trust and feel like they are uh, your best interest is what they have at heart, uh, then you can listen to a recommendation that's not on the manufacturer's owner's manual list. Uh, but I would be very hesitant. One thirty nine ninety nine. One thirty nine ninety nine at your dealership. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, this is not a commercial. So uh, the terrible price. So if you have something that's wrong with your cars, as Rick mentioned, like sluggishness, it doesn't seem like it <coughs> is uh, performing properly, and they recommend a fuel injector uh, clean, and then afterwards uh, your car runs fine, then you did well. But if it doesn't run well, they just sold you. $139 clean injector. And you, so my advice is, unless you have a problem with your car, d- 
don't do it. Yeah. And if you do have a problem with your car, get them to assure you that if they do this, the car will run better afterwards. If not, yeah. you want your money back. When they tell you that, take your phone out, Google it, and see if the symptom matches their uh, their solution right on the spot. Exactly. Yep. Great they idea. It don't take too long because probably idea. not. <laughs> 772-497-6530. Give us a text. Do we have another text? We do. Uh, from Jake in Jupiter. This is from my son. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh, not really. It's from another Jake. But when people years ago referred to the starter, what component were they referring to? The alternator, the ignition coil, the distributor? I remember it as a separate component. Am I wrong about that? Jake and Jupiter. Well, the, the starter is simply the starter motor. Uh, it's the electric motor that's bolted onto the engine, and when you turn the ignition key to the start position, it spins the engine until it begins to fire and run on its own. Alternator. Well, no, the alternator is actually a separate component bolted on the engine that, once the engine's running, the alternator acts as a generator to create electricity ah. to run the engine on and to recharge the battery. Very good. So it's always been the starter motor has always been, that's what it is. It's, ne it's never yep. separate. Just a yeah. simple starter motor. Although on hybrid <coughs> cars where the drive unit is actually a set of electric motors to drive the car, those actually use those electric motors to replace both the starter and the alternator. Okay. So like the uh, Honda's hybrids and the Toyota hybrids don't have any alternators or starters on them at all. That's the reason that uh, electric cars are the wave of the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, fewer and fewer parts. I mean, all you got to do is an electric motor, and you got a transmission and everything you need. Yep. Uh, no oil changes, yep. nothing. Um, Craig's got the final word on the recording thing. We'll, we'll put this subject to bed. But okay. he said he just looked it up. Uh, he said that he looked at, and if you record a, a parking attendant, a valet in Florida without his knowledge, it's a felony. Is that right? That's Well, I haven't verified that, but that's what Craig says. <laughs> now, what if that valet parks my car, listens to my radio, and smokes a cigar in my car? Is that considered a violation of my privacy? I'm not sure. I'm not uh -huh. sure. Like I said, I have to call my attorney. Uh -huh. And I, But I couldn't use the video I had of him doing that because that would be illegal evidence. Maybe well, if you had that sign up, you but might But is it the video it. or is it the audio? I'm pretty sure it's the audio. Ah, because yeah. Florida, okay. Florida law actually makes a very distinct difference between video and right. audio recording. Exactly. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, I could I could read his lips, and I wonder if that would be legal. Could you read his lips? I think you're well, okay with a little. Sign. You're not recording <laughs> audio, so I would say yes, that would be legal. There you go. There you go. Now you need a device. I'm really stretching now. Uh, face recognition that reads ex lips. Exactly. Face recognition that reads lips, and you would have subtitles. Which would be perfectly legal in Florida. Exactly. You hear that, Apple? Get to work on that. Very interested. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, uh, Mary texts me, and she wants to know how often she should check the pressure in her tires. Well, I will answer that first, and then I'll let, uh, well, I'll ask Rick to add to it. And my recommendation, I check the pressure in my tires once a month. And be sure that you check the pressure in your tires when they're cold. Number number two, number three. I stay away from public pressure gauges. I'm not. I, I don't think that they're actually accurate. Now I'll turn that question over to Rick. I couldn't have done any better. Buy a good quality tire pressure gauge from a parts store, 
and check those tires at least once a month when they're cold, you're you're exactly on target. Yeah, and they've come a long way, uh, Mary. They've c- those gadgets <coughs> have come a long way. Very people friendly, and I have one in my glove box that I use, and it's very easy to use. So I've got a question. Go out and get yourself one. I've got a question. If uh, every 30 days is a good cycle, what if I'm an Uber driver or a taxi driver or I'm just a business guy and I put 20,000 miles a month on my car? Uh, Does the mileage uh, require more often changing the or checking the air than just time? Do you have have nitrogen in those tires or? (laughs) <laughs> I do, 78%. Of course you do. I always use 78%. That was a trick question. Yes, exactly. Um, wh- what about that, Rick? Does, does mileage affect the, how often you should check the tire pressure? Actually, in my opinion, yes. Simply because our Florida roads, every time you hit a pothole or a, a good bump in the road, those tires take a little bit of impact, and the bead where the tire mounts against the rim could shift just a tiny bit each time and lose a little bit of air each time. Mm. So I would absolutely recommend checking the pressures much more frequently if you drive a lot of miles. Yeah, and another reason for that that you just made me think, there's two reasons for checking your air pressure. Because when you check the air pressure, you're looking at the tire. <coughs> when you look into the tire and you can see a nail or a s- slice or a crack or something like that, visually you're inspecting the tire when you check the tire pressure. So you should visually inspect your tire as often as you possibly can, especially if you're putting a lot of miles on the car. If you're putting 20,000 miles a month on a car, you should visually inspect that tire probably every week. Absolutely. Yeah. And not to mention the, the heat cycling of the tire as it gets hot and cools yeah. down. Yeah. When it's doing that much more frequently, mm-hmm. that can cause those beads to begin to lose air just a little bit more. And, Rick, uh, the tire valve, that's also very important to maintain. Yeah, make sure you keep caps on those valve stems because dirt, water, and debris that gets into those little valve stems can cause them to leak as well. Yeah. You know, uh, I had a call or it was a text, I can't remember, from a person that had a problem with cracked tires. He bought a used car and his tires were cracking, and uh, which leads me to the age on the tires. And just as long as we're talking about tires, uh, you should not be driving on a car who has tires that has tires that are more than uh, six years is that what nhtsa says uh six to eight years six to eight years that's when they start to crack and uh there's no law there should be a law but there's not a law on the age of the tires you don't have to disclose the age of the tires so theoretically you could go to a tire store now and buy a new set of tires quote unquote that are five or six years old or they could be eight or ten years old they can sell old tires to you and not disclose that, in which case your tires yeah. basically are obsolete and worn out from a cracking stand, yep. aging standpoint when you buy them. Uh, so you could get the date code on the side of the tire, and uh, I can never remember the code. Rick probably can. Yep. It's the DOT number, the last four digits. The ter- first two digits are the number of the week, and the last two digits are the year. Okay. So if it's 2418, that's the 24th week of 2018. Yeah. So check the date code yeah. anytime you it buy a set of tires. It uh, it's, it's amazing that we don't have a rule or a law on that. It, it is amazing. I was just going to say that. And buyer beware because those tires, old tires, are sold all the time. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, checking the pressure uh, in your tires 
uh, it's it's really very very important. Uh, this affects the safety uh, of you driving uh, your car, uh, stacking a bunch of stuff in the trunk of your car. Uh, it it also affects your tires. Uh, but it's very important gas mileage. There's Got so many different things. Got a text. We do. Mm -hmm. We have a Stu? text. No name on this one. It says finally the state of Florida is putting electronic sign messages instructing drivers in all caps not to use their flashers in the rain please do not do this yeah excellent all the time thank you very much yeah. and could, you know, could it's, I, could a, I, it's an interesting thing because i kind of see why people turn the flashers on during a heavy rain let's say and if you're a floridian you know what i'm talking about you're a 995 have you ever been in a downpour i'm sure you have if you're you're a floridian where you're virtually blinded, totally. you can't see the car in front of you, and you know the guy behind yeah. you can't see you. <coughs> so what do you do? You turn your flashers on. Uh, it's almost a survival thing. Some people just turn them on because they're yeah. stupid, but I've almost considered turning my flashers on when I'm caught in the in the center lane where I can't pull over. So you're in the center lane, and you want to be seen. You can turn your lights on, but the lights don't get the attention of a flasher. What a and the reason it's illegal is because the flasher tells somebody who knows the law that you're stopped. And if they think you're stopped, they might stop. They're going to stop. Yeah. Yep. And so it's a terrible situation. Has it ever gotten so bad that you just pulled off the road and waited it out? Rarely for me because I'm crazy. I've never done it either. Yeah. Uh, I have. Though. I've wanted to. I have. I, I have should have. Done it, but not, not often enough. Hey, can I ask one favor, folks? Please, please, please. Turn your headlights to the low beam position. I cannot tell you how often it is. It seems like every third car on the road these days, they've got their high beams on. And that is so distracting and dangerous, blinding other drivers, especially some of these newer cars with these incredible high-intensity headlights. They're so bright, and you've got them on high beam position all the time blinding the other drivers please put your headlights down to the low beam position that's a good good tip i appreciate that uh texas at 772-497-6530 i'm going to go to the mystery shopping report early and that way we can build up a backlog of text and then we can get to them before the end of the show and of course if our phones miraculously come back on then we might even be able to take some phone calls too so um, we do have one text holding we'll get to that and I'm going to give you that text number out so I won't be giving you the text number during the mystery shopping report so please write this down if you're not driving uh, area code 772-497-6530 that's 772-497-6530 write it down We'll go to this next text and then do the mystery shopping report. Okay. Um, why are rims on new cars with bad paint after two years are not covered under warranty? Joe and Boynton. I'm not sure if he's referring to the paint on the rims like a powder coat. That sounds like what he's mentioning. Yeah. Uh, and that should be a 336 item on just yeah. about every car I know of. Yeah. If, these, <laughs> if this is a factory of warranty, which I, it sounds like it is, then I think you've got some bad information from the dealer. And you need to go back to that dealership and maybe text us some more details. Go back to that dealership and ask to speak 
to the service manager, the guy that's running the service department, and if you've already talked to him, then ask to speak to the owner or the general manager. And if that doesn't work, then call the manufacturer directly on their 800 number. You can go online uh, through their website and speak to the customer relations people because I believe that's a violation. Uh, that is part of their bumper-to-bumper warranty. As Rick said, I know of no car manufactured, at least in the United States or anywhere, that has less than a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. And even if it was out a little bit on mileage, it should be covered under goodwill. So I think you're getting a raw deal, and I think you need to go to the top as high as you could go and complain about it. If, if you don't get satisfaction, call us back or text us back, and we'll go to bat for you. Uh, we got another text. How nice. We do. Uh, good morning. I was listening to your show a little earlier, and you were discussing fuel injector cleaners uh, through the dealership. How do you feel about over-the-counter fuel injector cleaners periodically being used? This is from Paul and Jupiter. Uh, most of those, I think, are more snake oil than anything else, simply because the chemical that they're using is dumped into the fuel tank, and it's so diluted by the fuel that it's really not going to have that big an impact. If the chemical were strong enough to really make any impact on any debris that's already in the injectors or on the carbon, it would be so powerful that it would be detrimental to the fuel lines in that. And most modern fuels already have cleaners in them that are equal to anything you might buy over the counter. You're really not going to do any improvement, I don't think. Okay, I'm going to give that text number out again, then I'm going to read the Mystery Shopping Report. Uh, And that uh, text number is area code 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And and to our audience, uh, you too can vote on this Mystery Shopping Report. And uh, your vote is very important, and your in opinion of the Mystery Shopping Report. And also, again, youranonymousfeedback.com. Take advantage of that website and give us your opinion about the show, Mystery Shopping Report, and so much more. We will thank you. Okay, Mystery Shopping Report. I'm yeah. sorry. We just had a, a good follow-up for, for on that last question. Oh, great. Uh, this good. is from Paul, and he, he's, he wants to know, what if you brought the f- fuel level down really low before you put it in, you'd have a higher concentrate of the fuel injector cleaner? Right. E- even then, uh, I don't think you'd see much result from it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Rick. That, that's why the, the ones we use at the dealership, we actually disconnect the entire fuel line and run the extremely strong chemical through it then reconnect the fuel line to flush all that out. Gotcha. Now on, on the subject, uh, a lot of the things that we do and car dealers recommend are based on history, and the engines are improving. The fuel injectors are improving. Everything in an automobile is improving at warp speed. So a lot of the flushes and the fuel injector cleaners and a lot of the things that we did 15, 20, 30 years ago or even 10 years ago, aren't necessary today. Right. The engines today are like highly sophisticated, highly reliable compared to before. Uh, another text we have here, Stu. Uh, we do, it's, a, it's a comment on our live Facebook video. Uh, Steve wants to know, he says, newer cars display the tire pressure on the dash. Is that accurate? Believe it or not, they can be very accurate. Great. Yeah, I would say within one to two pounds, they're, they're spot on the money. Hmm. 
the one thing that I would add to that is that is that looking at that when your tires are at running speed is really if you're taking a trip that's what you're worried about mm-hmm. if you have a cold spell we get this in florida a lot when we have an uncharacteristic cold spell temperature drops down to 35 or 40 degrees and everybody goes into the garage and starts their cars and they need air in all four tires yep. but, well as they drive to get the air of the tire suddenly they don't need the air anymore because their tires worn up so it's very susceptible to the uh, temperature outside especially where we have variations like in florida Okay, mystery shopping report of the Delray Auto Mall. Um, Delray Auto Mall is an independent used car dealer on US-1 in Delray Beach. We came across as large as 171 used cars uh, while searching for Takata recall-affected cars on other trader. The dealership is owned by Franz Minardi. I don't know the name. Uh, been in business in this same location since 1996. It has a decent online review and a better business bureau, A+. We had a tough time finding Takata cars this week, and that's that's a good thing. Uh, I honestly think about, Nancy and I were talking about this on the way, driving into the studio, I think we've had, and I say we girls through on cars, has had an amazing impact on the sale of Takata cars in the sound of our voice. All the car dealers know that we're coming. The footsteps, we're going to be checking you out. We're going to be live on the radio talking about you trying to sell Takata airbag recall cars. And I think they're wholesaling these cars. They're not disappearing, unfortunately. They're just going out of our market area. They're going out of our listening area. Exactly. They're going, <laughs> they're going to Panama. They're going yeah. to Georgia. They're going to auctions and people take them out of our listing area. So that's good, the folks in our listing area. But they're not disappearing. And there's just as many or more than there ever were. It may be that a lot of them, too, they're getting them fixed. The, where yeah. where they would have just said, ah, let the buyer worry about getting it fixed. Maybe yeah. some of these places are actually getting them over and well, getting them fixed. Right, the parts are becoming available now. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Good yeah. point, Rick. But there's still millions of them out there. Oh, yes. Yeah. We, we have the stats <clears throat> on that. Um, we had a tough time finding, as I said, uh, but we did find a 2014 Chrysler 300 with two very scary sounding recalls, and we thought we'd give it the same Takata-style treatment. <coughs> the first recall is a Chrysler rollaway defect. I like that, rollaway. The same one that infamously killed Star Trek actor Anton Yelchin mm-hmm. in 2016. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The defect can cause the driver to erroneously believe the vehicle's in park position and suddenly roll away, which scares me because I have a very steep driveway. Mm-hmm. And I mean steep. I'm talking 20 degrees, pretty steep. And uh, that would be terrible if I hopped for, out of the for car. For Russell Bourne. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> My neighbor. <laughs> Watch out, Russ. Russ! Yeah. <laughs> Run. The defect can cause the driver to erroneously leave the vehicles in park and roll away. That's the reason they call it the roll away defect. The second dangerous defect on the same car was the engine control module. While using cruise control, the vehicle may suddenly accelerate out of control, causing an accident. That's really scary. It is scary, yeah. We're all computers now, a little glitch, and you got yourself a serious recall problem. Clearly, until both of these defects are repaired, no one could reasonably consider this Chrysler 300 a safe vehicle. We wanted to see if Delray Auto Mall represented as a safer car, a safe car, after Agent S asked our three questions. 
I called ahead to confirm availability. James answered, told me that the 2014 Chrysler 300 was there, ready for sale. He was anxious to get me to come down and see it. We agreed on 7.15 p.m. Uh, we worked day and night uh, our mystery shopping reports. I arrived on time. I'm speaking as if I'm H&X. Obviously, I'm not. Um, You're not as good looking. No, definitely not. And uh, James was waiting outside to greet me, shook my hand, led me over to the car that I called about. There was a porter hosing it down. James said they washed it just for me. We washed the porter, dry it off, and then we walked around the car inspecting it. I asked James to pop the hood and start the engine, and he did. Uh, the engine turned over right away and hummed smoothly. I looked around for signs of a service department. didn't see anything. It looked like a service department. I asked him how and where they checked out and fixed their cars. James pointed to a barn-like structure and said, over there. He said they had two mechanics that worked out of the shed. Not a highly sophisticated facility, apparently. I asked if they thoroughly checked out all the cars for sale. He said they did. I asked him about the Chrysler, and he said, this one passed inspection. He said it was a safe, uh, great car. I said, so no mechanical issues. That was question number one that we asked. James said there were none. I looked over the interior, checked out the operation of the windows and other controls. It was a nice car. Uh, we took it for a test drive. James talked to me about the deal. He asked when I was planning on taking it and how much I wanted to pay for it. James was low-key, low-pressure, and I felt comfortable telling him I had range financing through my credit union. I was glad that he didn't press forward or try to get me to fill out a credit application. That is unusual uh, for a car dealer. Mm -hmm. When we got back, James led me directly to the owner's office, Franz. Franz applied a little more pressure than James did. He began by asking me the same question I was asked on a test drive when I was driving at home. How was I paying for it? His tone was more urgent, and I felt my anxiety level raising, rising. I also wanted to know about the price. Uh, $16,550 was that? I think you skipped something. Yeah, I, I did. I skipped it, ah. that I was interested, that I needed to feel better about the car. And I asked him if there had been any accidents. That's question number two. Then I asked him about the price. So uh, question number one, mechanically. Question number two, accidents. And, of course, I threw the price in there. France talked as he pulled up the auto check report. That's uh, the sister company to uh, CarCheck, I mean CarMax. They're not related, uh, but they do the same thing. AutoCheck and CarMax. AutoCheck is almost as good, maybe as good. Uh, they're less expensive than CarMax. Um, AutoCheck re report. Uh, price was reduced uh, uh, from $21.99, he said, $21.299, he said, so there was no more discounts available. France reported the report and began to reading off the highlights and the lowlights, too. He told me about an accident uh, that was moderate in turn in re report in June of this year. He said it didn't look too bad. There was only moderate damage. made me think when I read that that... <coughs> You often see that the accident that occurred <coughs> happened just before the car was traded. A lot of people trade their car when the car is in an accident, and that's not a bad thing. People feel bad about buying a car, driving a car when it's been in an accident, although this Carfax report said it was moderate damage. 
He said there was a shift lever recall on the Carfax report and another recall involving the electronic control. So he identified both that we had already spotted when we checked it out. I stopped and asked, hey, is the car safe? Adding that, it doesn't sound good to me. Franz said, I had nothing to worry about. He would arrange to have the repairs made down the road at Schumacher Chrysler Dodge Jeep before I took it home. Franz added that he was also putting new tires on the car. Now, I, I highlighted that when I read the report because uh, even though we did notice the tires, we didn't mention it. And so theoretically, they could have sold the car with the worn tires. And so that's a good thing mm -hmm. about uh, this, this particular mystery shopping report. And I'll say that Del Rio Auto Mall you know, gets a kudo for that one. They did point out something that that uh, the agent hadn't even complained about. Mm -hmm. I was kind of a, a loss for words, so I said thank you. Offered my hand for him to shake. Franz, the owner, shook my hand said, well, let me put this together for you. Got up, James said, congratulations. Shook my hand. Franz came back with a buyer's order, sat down and reviewed the numbers. Sale price was $16,490. Interestingly, $60 less than was discussed. I don't know why that is, but I kept my mouth shut. That's Agent X. But there was a $299 dealer prep fee and a $50 lien fee, but I'm paying cash, so that's obviously phony. But it was only 50 bucks, hmm. And the dealer fee was only $299. So and they had actually dropped the price by another 60 So Yeah, I mean, they said they did, so yeah. you could take their word for that. So this certainly isn't terrible. And it certainly is a lower dealer fee or combination of dealer fees that you normally see. I'm going to say the average <coughs> dealer fee, uh, what do you say, is around $800 now, $900? The, uh, the traditional dealer fee. Yeah. And now I, I mean, to some total. Oh, I think over 1000 at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you add all the, de see, the, de the dealer fee started out as one fee. And then they started changing names and raising it slowly. And then they got into the multiple dealer fee. And so now that we're in the multiple dealer fee, virtually all dealers in Florida have more than one dealer fee. Some have three or four. And so you have to add them all together. They all have different names. So it's hard to uh, figure out uh, what is average. But we're going to say over $1,000. So uh, Delray Motors here was actually pretty low, uh, $314, something like that, when you add the two fees together, 300, you know. Um, out the door price was $18,464. Uh, he said he should have it back Saturday afternoon from Schumacher to get the uh, recall fixed, and he would call me. I left with a smile on my face. Uh, wrap it up, Frank uh, Minardi, owner of Delray Automall, passed the recall test. Uh, for the most part, it would have been better if the repairs were made prior to offering it for sale. <clears throat> now, I'll pause there because I do have some time. And I'll say this. We would, I don't want to fault Delray Motors for not having it repaired because I know why he didn't have to repair it. Uh, you tell you, there's no law saying you have to have it repaired, for one thing. And you get a car in, you check it, it does have the recalls. Now, if I send it to another dealer to have it fixed, they're going to put me at the back of the line. There are a lot of recalls being fixed out there. So if you're going to tie my used car up for a week or maybe only three or four days or maybe longer. I got a car that I've got money invested in. I bought the car or traded it in. 
and I'm going to send it to Schumacher. And I'm his competitor. I'm selling used cars. He's selling used cars. He's not going to put me ahead of his real customers. So he's going to tie my car up. So that's the reason the car dealers are not fixing the cars. Now, the downside of that, what if he misses it? And we've seen many of them who did miss the repair. Yeah. So this is why I blame Governor Rick Scott, the reason I blame our legislature, I blame the Florida Automobile Dealers Association for not passing a law saying you cannot sell a car with a, with a, a recall. Take it up to federal level, too. It should, should be, be a federal yeah. law, exactly. Pam Bondi could help that. Because the dealers are doing two things. The devious dealers are selling it premeditatedly with a recall. And the honest dealers are making mistakes. We've seen dealers use them as a bait-and-switch car. Yeah. One of the earlier uh, shops we did a couple of years ago, they kept them online, uh, didn't sell the car, but they switched them to another one because yeah. the price was so yeah. good. So the only way to ensure these cars don't go out is to make the dealer realize that they could go to jail, I mean, or be fined heavily. And so he'll be sure, the dealers believe me, that people with the money invested are going to be sure that all cars are checked for recalls and the recalls are fixed because he knows there's a heavy fine waiting for that dealer or worse. So, but right now, I hate to say it, Delray Automall probably did what most dealers would do because it's an economic decision they have to make. So there we are. Uh, the rest of it, the price, Kelly Blue Book, fair purchase price for this model is 14844 this price was higher than that. Uh, you can't fault a dealer for selling the car and making all the money. You can. Uh, that's what dealers do. And uh, if you don't shop and compare price, you're going to pay more than you should. And it's very difficult to shop and compare price on a, a used car. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we've got a couple of texts here. And I we do. Like we have people grading, uh, grading Delray Automall. Yeah, be a great oh, Delray Automall. And we'll come back. And uh, yeah. give yeah. our score. So, what's the first grade score? Uh, first one is from Linda in Orlando, and she says, I give them an A minus. And then the second one is from Jack in Hobosound. says, Good job, Delray Mall, B plus. Wow. So, we got two good grades. And what was the second name? Uh, Jack. Jack. Uh huh, and Linda. Very good. Yeah. This is exciting. We're <coughs> really getting some scores here. Uh, so, the rest of you out there, if we get some more scores, well, I don't want to taint your scores. We won't take your scores with our scores. Um, but please, Texas is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And tell us how you score Delray Auto Mall on a Mr. Shopping Report. And I'll digress a little bit, as I, as I tend to do sometimes. I'll tell an old war story from an old guy that's been around too long, maybe. The Delray Auto Mall, or Delray, yeah, <coughs> was owned by a guy previous to France. And the guy that owned this years ago uh, was not paying sales tax to the state of Florida. And he was in business for two or three years. And he was selling late model used cars. He would buy current model cars, new Buicks and Oldsmobiles, Toyotas, and he was selling hundreds of cars because he was selling amazingly cheap. And it was unbelievable. All the dealers were up for How can this guy possibly sell these cars? And the answer was he wasn't charged any by sales tax. So that's, you know, sales tax can be hundreds of thousands of dollars on a new car. And I was competing back in those days at Stuart Pontiac, 
And I, I saw a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, went in and bought a car that he had gotten my best price on from Delray Auto Mall, and he beat my price. And I sold him the car almost at my cost. And I could never figure it out. And it was like a, six months later that they put him in jail. I was going to say, right when, when he was incarcerated. Anyway, I digress. We have some more Mystery Shopping Report scores. Yeah, we have one that's a great Larry M. in Akron. Wow. Says one of your better reports, A. Oh, so uh, thank, thank you, Larry. Larry. Wow. This is thank great. Thank you. I, you know, I, I do know a Larry in Akron. You do? Yeah, I wonder if it's the same guy. I'll oh. ask him after the show. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, this was not a gray, but this is a question. Uh, uh, we don't have a name on it. It says, if the dealer promises new tires, <coughs> don't sign any papers and wait to proceed with the purchase until you see those new tires on the car. New tires, in quotes, could be synonymous with simple, less worn tires or retreaded tires. Wow. Until you see it with your own eyes, don't sign anything. Wow. I'd love to know who that dealer is. Uh, apparently, you have a personal experience, but that's certainly great advice. Uh, I take offs, you know. Uh, I'm sure there are cheap tires you can buy, and you need to inspect them carefully. But uh, good, good tip, good advice. And uh, we got those texts coming in so well, and we still got some time left. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. That's seven seven two four nine seven. 6530, you can give us a score on the Mystery Shopping Report. We have another one. Yes, we do. John Neal, ah, oh. who's watching us on Hi, Facebook. Uh, Facebook says uh, he gives him an A minus. Um, from what I've seen, doing Mystery Shopping, uh, for doing Mystery Shopping, honesty is very hard to find. Thanks, John. And he is, uh, um, he might, he knows a little bit something about that. <laughs> so. Yeah, John is, uh, is a Facebook friend of mine also, and Diana, his wife, is also a Facebook friend. And John will be doing, and Diana has already uh, got her, she's going to be calling the show you know, one of these weeks, but she's, she's so busy she hasn't been able to do that. And John has done a mystery shopping report, a satellite report, on the west coast of Florida. So we'll be hearing from John and Diana, and thank you for that score. Mm-hmm. And we have another text. Yep, Linda, who is also watching our live Facebook video, uh, gives him a B plus. Oh. oh, thank you, Linda. I'm so excited. This is, yes, this is this great. Is, this is so good because I always felt like kind of we were just picking on all these dealers or we were giving our scores. Now we have the public scoring. So uh, we have another one. Oh, uh, David, who's watching our live Facebook feed, is agreeing with John. <coughs> Doesn't have a grade, but says agree. More, mon- more honest than most. So Wow. Yeah. So the John's was a Thank A minus. So we'll give that an A minus. Yeah. This is very cool. Let's, uh, let's do our own scores, and then we'll wait for some more text. Well, seven seven two four nine seven six five three oh seven seven two four nine seven six five three oh if you want to score uh, Delray Auto Mall. Well I've been influenced by our listeners. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> I, I was. Yeah. And this it's really their opinion that's important. I was gonna do a B minus just because there is a dealer fee, but I've been i I've been persuaded, I'm raising it. Um, I'm gonna give them a A minus. Hey, yeah. Nancy, what do you think? I mean, the Black Widow, are you, were you swayed? Or? This, this here was a pretty good uh, mystery shopping report from uh, Delray Auto Mall, and I'm going to give them an A- minus also. And I'm going to tell our listeners that you can go to the 2018 auto issue of the Consumer Report, and you can find the best used cars for under $20,000, and you can get all the information that you need right there so that you're not taken advantage of. Rick, what do you think? 
I'm going to actually make a quick suggestion. I think we ought to move the mystery shop a little earlier in our yeah. shows from now on so that we yeah. can open up to get more audience voting. Might yeah. be a good idea. Yeah. That and was, That was Jonathan Kenner's <laughs> idea. And I'm also <laughs> going to give an A to the Boom. Delray Auto Mall because I think, I think they did a good job. An A. An A. Why this is? Good. I'm, I'm starting. I'm getting emotional now. Can you see? You if, are. You're, if you're streaming me live, you're I have tears. Yeah, uh, because this is one of the best <laughs> yeah, reports we've had. This is it's a tears. democratic report as well, and uh, I'm going to go with a. I'm going to go with an A minus. Uh, I mean, uh, we had the Bill Wallace buy here pay here store. Uh, what's the name of it? And Easy Pay Cars. Easy Pay Cars mm -hmm. and Stewart. What was the score we gave them? I think we gave her a, a C minus. No, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I think it was a C plus or a so B minus. So the reason I'm emotional is because Delray Auto Mall just got the highest score that we've yeah. given any dealer. It, yes, yeah. I think, correct. although Gunther yeah. Volkswagen comes to mind, we may have given a, a better, and that was a, a new car mm -hmm. score, but certainly the best used car score. So congratulations to Delray Auto Mall, and congratulations to France Minardi. That's M-E-N-A-R-D-Y, Delray Automall. They're on US-1 in Delray. So you use car buyers in South Florida. Let me tell you, it's hard to find an honest, ethical, transparent used car dealership. Yep. You got one in Delray with Franz Minardi, the owner, and James, the salesperson. Uh, the lowest grade we got, I think, was a, a B. B minus. B minus. And... Uh, this has never happened before. So, uh, very low dealer fees, uh, total honesty about the, the recall. Uh, pricing uh, was a little higher. Probably should negotiate a little harder. But car dealers are going to try to make whole, a profit on yeah. it. Yeah, on the whole. Yeah. Make was, your profit up front, not on the dealer fee, not on the hidden fees. And that's what France did. So, they're going on our good dealer list. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank all of our listeners. We had 24 texts. Wow, no 24, it's a new wow, record. Wow, that makes up yeah. for it all. Well, the phones were out, so I had some. Now, let's vote, <laughs> on, let's vote on uh, true oldies as far as their uh, phone system here. I'm going to give them an, an A because uh, these things happen. These things happen. Got to blame it on Comcast. They happen. It's the yeah. world we live in. Need a backup. Yeah. This yeah. has happened before. Yeah. I just want to take a minute, and I want to thank uh, John and Jonathan for well, we participating got, we today. We got five minutes, so. and uh, to be, you know, helping us out so much with the radio show. Thank you, guys. My own little comment here at the end is www.safercar.gov. Folks, go to the NHTSA's website, put in your VIN number, do this for all your family and friends, find out. If your car has any open recalls, so you can get them handled, www.safercar.gov. It, it only takes a few minutes, and you'll find out for sure if you have any open recalls, and you can get them handled. And here's, something, and here's something even, <coughs> even better that just came out. Uh, NHTSA just came out with an app you can download on your smartphone. I forgot about that. Oh, yes, that's yes. Right. And it's called. You can go to the, your your app store, and just type in airbag recall, and you'll have a little uh, icon. I don't know if you can see it right here. 
<clears throat> with a little triangular warning. Yeah. Symbol. And the cool thing about this app is you can scan your license plate. Uh, and it will automatically translate your license plate into your VIN number. Or you can manually input your license plate, or you can manually input your VIN number. Now, I had a little problem when I scanned my license plate. I couldn't recognize it. Uh, then I checked with some other people who said it did work. So don't get too frustrated if when you scan your license plate, you might have to digitally, manually input the number. And you can all, always go to the backup of the VIN. The reason I like scanning the, the license plate is because you got 17 digits in your VIN, and it's too easy to make a mistake. So airbag recall, download it on your smartphone, and scan your license plate. And you can scan everybody's license plate. Scan your friends, yep. your uh, kids' license plate, your wife's mm -hmm. license plate. It's fun. You can yeah. be. We've been doing VIN scanning for years, but now mm -hmm. the public has it. Exactly. I just put the link to the app on our live Facebook feed. So if you're watching right there, just click on that wow. with your phone, and you can download it right now. Absolutely. It's a great way to save lives. Mm -hmm. Great okay. way. Yeah. Uh, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, that website that I've been giving you all through the show, youranonymousfeedback.com. Go there and give us your opinion. It's completely anonymous about the show. Any advice at all that you'd like to share with us. Again, ladies, would like to hear your input about the platform that we're building here for women. So please be sure to take advantage of that, youranonymousfeedback.com. You know, you could use that app if you wanted to be a good Samaritan. Just walk around parking lots, scan VINs, leave a little notes. Hey, you got a recall. <laughs> scan your Uber driver's license to yeah. be sure yeah. you don't have any recalls when you're getting into his car. Oh, you you're know? fine in the back seat. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the Good Dealer, Bad Dealer list. That that website is just simply <laughs> Good Dealer, Bad Dealer. Is that right? Good Dealer, Bad Dealer list com. That's correct. www.gooddealerbaddealerlist.com. And you can access that through... Earl Stewart on cars.com. Yeah. And we have, uh, we have. Yes, we have a question actually on our Facebook page. Want to know if that app is available on the Google App Store? I'm, I believe it is. It is. I am looking it up right now and I'll post the link. It is. Very good. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to a end of another great show and uh, your participation has been absolutely overwhelming that you took advantage of the text number. We apologize for our phones, but uh, if you want to get even, give Comcast a call. We will be right back here next week. This is 95.9 and 106.9 FM, the True Oldies Station.